0: Hi, I'm Joe from Bournemouth and you're listening to Dane Baptiste's Questions Everything. My question is, with the recent news that there could be life on Jupiter, what benefits are there to the human race by discovering this? Thanks so much. Love the podcast. And remember, question everything.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, a podcast for myself, comedian writer and occasional actor Dane Baptiste, my producer friend Howard Cohen aka Dehiza, and a mix of very special guests pose the questions that need to be asked and we are talking everything from...
0: We are talking everything from Joe from Bournemouth's question, with the recent news that there could be life on Jupiter, what benefits do you think this will have to us as the human race? Do you think we will have anything by discovering this? Do you think there are any benefits to there could, could be life on Jupiter? I mean, they're, they're, not, they're not making much noise, have they? If they
1: are, um, there. not sure. I think they, I think recently they found the very clearest picture of Jupiter that they found. Obviously, Jupiter being the largest of the uh, eight planets in the solar system, mm. because Pluto is not one, right? Uh, and I think they have discovered that there is there might be some uh, like maybe diamond and water and stuff. But right. me personally, I feel like any space exploration done by human beings now is not beneficial until we work out how to take care of the planet we already have yeah so before we do that I think we should what work out like how fucking to, up Jupiter yeah finish actually. what's on your plate first before you start looking at other yeah. plates and what anyone else has alright
0: Joe well good luck with your future endeavours on uh, on Jupiter but suffice to say on this
1: show we ask and answer all the questions don't we Dave absolutely no question is too big too small nor too intergalactic and if you do like the show please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from and you'll never miss an episode you can hear all of our very special questions being asked and answered by our very special guests. With that being said, on today's show is a CEO, creative and businessman. He is best known for setting up Disturb in London, which launched the careers of Tiny Temper and Young Bane, just to name a few. He also started hustling in the music game from the young age of 21 years old. He's had a number of joint ventures, yes, including yeah. with Warner, has uh, also a partnership with Parlophone and has been involved in the careers of amazing British acts like Tiny Temper, Jesse J, Young Bane, to name a few. As well as working with uh, lesser-known amazing acts like G Fresh, as well, um, has also had partnerships with a Smart Car, as well, I believe, uh, and. Um also created his own festivals as well and is now uh, moving into the world of sports and athletics with Disturbing Sports and his other accolades also include appearing on GQ's annual Best dressed Businessmen list and is also an old friend of mine from school before all of this and I knew he would go far and now he is here full circle. Please welcome to the show Mr.
2: Dumi Oboroto. Thank you, Dane. <laughs> <laughs> I've always knew, known you. You were going to go far too. Uh, so, it's, Dane's that's... always actually been. A, what, what, what can I say? A very witty, intelligent really? young man. <laughs> He's always been witty. He always had a, com- a comedic like flair right. to him
0: what was this? you in the same school year or yes you, we were like... in the
2: same school he was a year above me right, but right. we were actually quite close our years were yeah, yeah, quite close so we played mm. football together we have a lot of yeah. like playground banter together and I've, I think I've always You're better been better at football than him yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't remember Dame being a football At the time, I like, wasn't really into it. He used to it, play yeah. basketball, I think. Yeah. A little bit of basketball. Mm, basketball, football, uh,
1: basketball, athletics and stuff. And yes. then, for me, it wasn't until I was like, yeah, year 10 or something like that, because I used to go turn Turnham Youth Club. And then I got into football. So, yeah.
2: Oh, well, actually, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was in Sean Wright's year. Right. So, they actually yeah. they used to take playground football very, very serious. Yeah, because he, so, he, he was,
0: he was, probably still is, brief. Pretty fucking good, right? Yeah, he, he was very
2: good.
1: I imagine so. Yeah. Also, I mean, his both his two of his, his siblings are uh, footballers, mm. so his son uh, is a uh, uh, yeah. I think his son is playing for Stoke at the moment. Yes, he is. And I think right. his daughter also might be playing for Man City as well. Yes. Wow. So yeah, they actual, the actual proper football in um, dynasty. Yeah. So it's yeah. literally it is in the blood. Reality and, show uh, to happened there, isn't there? Ah, uh, among definitely. other things. <laughs> but I, I definitely feel like uh, the uh, Wright Phillips School of Management. Um, yeah. Should be coming. I think they and they also recently. Um, Actually, in Turnham, they just recently opened up a new pitch for uh, young kids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is the uh, Rocky yeah, right, and Righty. Yeah, Rocky and Righty kind of like stadium. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So giving back as well.
2: Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Well,
1: it's probably time for a question, isn't it, Dane? As the uh, format of this show dictates, mate? Absolutely, uh, dummy. Thank you for coming on the show, uh, which was at last minute. We should say as well. So stepping in and showing love and support. Very, uh, very grateful for that. And as our very esteemed guest, we'd like to invite you to ask the first question which can be any question you'd like, which we'd like to discuss Well, well as long as you like, I'd say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, whatever's on your mind, we want to talk about it.
2: Well, my first question today, guys, mm. is where do we think the world is today? Mm. Just in general, mm. you know?
0: Where do you think the world is today, mate, at this stage? Your men are answer <laughs> <of> the question first. <laughs> <past. laughs> oh. I'm throwing it to you guys first, Howard. I mean, I mean you know, it's rainy. I tell you that much. It was fucking rainy out there today when I was cycling along. It instantly makes you look at the world in a different way, depending on what the weather is. <laughs> uh, when it's sun- <laughs> when it's beautiful and sunny, and you you're going along, I feel like the world's in a good place. When it even no, it's not. Um, but I I don't know. I I I find it difficult not to just say the world is in a dark place, a dark miserable sad place <laughs> where, where where ultimately most people have it pretty shit but uh, you, you know I, I think of like how my mother-in-law would say oh it's in a much better place than it was like 50 years ago that's what that's what her response would be which yeah. is fine for her to say but not
1: accurate well yeah it depends who for really. yeah because yeah. what because let's think about 50 years ago I feel like nowadays people kind of forget that's not as long ago as people think it is. Mm, 50 Simmons. years ago is like 1976. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I would argue 1976 probably wasn't, people say it was bad. That was probably a time where we was probably seeing some of the more progressive social mm. upheaval that uh, has led to a lot more of the progressive ideologies we deal with today. Because mm. obviously 1968 would have been, well, was it 60? I always get it wrong, but I think it's 63 is JFK, In 66 is it Malcolm X, 68 mm. is Martin Luther King. Then the Civil Rights Act is signed. So then, the seventies you have like the Black Panthers and the Weathermen mm. and the White Panthers. Then you have like you know people progressively moving for like LGBT and stuff as well. Mm. But then Reagan comes in, and or well, Reagan's in, and then Reaganomics takes yeah. into the eighties, and that's global capitalism. So then, greed is good because mm. uh, it's the Gordon Gecko times yeah, and then yeah. Thatcher times, and then I suppose you have the nineties, which is you know girl power, and yeah. then Tony Blair, Tony Blair, and then turn of the century is a uh, you know. 911, 11 9 W. Bush, Patriot Act. Yeah. But so the 70s, when people are like, oh, things are a lot better than they were 50 years ago. 50 years ago, things were, I know one thing, 50 years ago, if you made 50 grand a year, you probably could be able to afford a house. Yeah. So that's one thing I'd say that 50 years ago, it was actually pretty good. And you probably could survive on a, uh, Yeah. if you had a dual income, like both, of, both people worked, you'd be able to support a family. Mm. Uh, you still had a somewhat uh, buoyant, manufacturing industry in the west so you know there was those opportunities as Mm. well so yeah I think I think your mother-in-law she's she's forgotten how long ago Mm. 50 50 years ago is not that long ago I think people forget that so
0: you're probably right I mean come on what do you what do you think mate come on you (laughs) you ask this question I always like to throw it back to the person do you know what how do you feel about that place outside of these four walls
2: I just it's quite interesting um are we are we all just in a bubble Mm -hmm. are we do we pay attention are we taking our time out of thinking actually where are we what is the world we live in like what do we get out of this world or this bubble that we're in um are we getting enough for what we put in Mm -hmm. you know and that could be spiritually that could be financially that could be what do we want the world to give back to us you know and um but when you say your mum would say the world was in a better place 50 years ago, Mm. well, we weren't alive 50 years ago. So, well, I wasn't. um, So is the world good for us now? And actually, and when we talk about the West industry in the West, is the West actually where it actually is now where the the, the growth is? And are we getting enough for our money and value for our money? And, Mm. You know, are we just all on a like on a treadmill and we're just running and we're not actually going nowhere mm. fast? I
0: mean, they were saying in the news when they you know, very recently when we we're recording this uh, that Britain is now the least efficient economy in the world. Uh, it's like mm. it's apps. It, 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 I mean I could get up the exact details of that but that was pretty much what it were saying it kind of makes you think you probably wouldn't be putting your money what, what, is in,
1: what in your opinion how do you think has contributed to uh, Britain's decline oh, the I the I, mean, I I assume that Brexit is just not even
0: really, <laughs> is it even really linked to it I mean can it be any of a fucking coincidence you people that, yeah, that thought well. this was such a good idea to just cut all of the cords from the rest of the world and just think that we'll be great on our own, even though we can't organise a fucking, any, we can't even organise our ferries. Can yeah. we? Can't we? even organise the lorries coming in our country.
2: Well but done. was this, was it, was that just the inevitable anyway? And are these just mm. f- excuses mm. of something that was just going to happen anyway? Yeah, and something, when,
1: something that was a, a castle that was built on sand in the first place and we'd just seen the first leaks. Do
2: you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. like, do we feel that's the end of the West? Yeah is there? I, I got back from nigeria the reason why i asked this question is because i was in nigeria 24 hours ago right, right? okay wow and this is
0: commitment mate yeah. i would be in bed but anyway but
2: on. you know we're global travelers you know yeah. nomads as you say yeah. um but in terms of i i was in lagos and lagos is heaving mm. lagos is, is a metropolis it is there are so many people in terms of like
1: most populous country in Africa, one
2: hundred and ten percent. The population yeah. is I couldn't I couldn't even it describe to you how populated Lagos is, right? Mm. And the only place and I haven't been yet I could probably say has a similar amount of people in it would be India or China. Mm. And these emerging markets are the markets where there's growth, right? And where there's you could say opportunity, but the West have always said that these markets were markets and worlds or countries that we Westerners can't really live there or because they're not as civilized as ourselves. Mm. And then so yesterday I was like, I went out, I was in my car. I live in, uh, a village, quote unquote, but a city village. So you know what it is. I went to go and get a coffee because I hadn't had uh, a cappuccino for a while, (laughs) you know. So I drove my car, went and got a cappuccino and I I got back into my car and I called my dad. My dad's still in Nigeria and I said, where I'm driving now is completely opposite to where I've just come from. Right? Yeah. And this is civilization or civilization that's been sold to us Mm -hmm. and this narrative of What's the, you know in the western world in England has been built on this level of civilization, our tree lined roads, mm. obviously our terrace houses our streets paved our streets paved, with, our gold, streets paved yeah, yeah. with gold this is something that it's been built you know this civilization has been purposely built for us to say this is what civilization is mm. and then I'm in Nigeria and it looked completely lagos looked completely different mm. and I said to myself what is civilization? Yeah. In my head, I was like, it's what you make it. Mm. And then, to be honest with you, when I did start thinking about it, I started thinking about maybe this world or the world we live in is built like this and it almost makes us brain dead mm. because it almost makes us feel that where like everything should be in order okay you should drive mm. in the road you don't have to do nothing by yourself so when you don't have to do anything by yourself and you're relying on the state and the government they can tell you whatever that's the same way mm. that why we're at we're in brexit now they can just basically tell us we're almost in a matrix yeah we, but in that like Africa it's like, like about bubbles I yeah
1: think, I think it's it's like I've, I I've been kind of trying to ponder how to put it. Together I'm trying
2: recently. to but it, well, articulate like it's myself. It's, it's,
1: like, it's like, I call it, it's like, it's, it's the landfill man- mindset. Yes. It's, it's, I think, particularly people that have grown up under an empire, which is what British people have and arguably the largest empire the planet has ever mm. seen. They have been under the impression that they are at the, or by proxy, they, they are closest to the most Progressive and most efficient civilization that the world has ever seen. Yes, and that's only because of the fact that for you to maintain an empire, obviously you got to tell the people directly next to it, we are leading by the crown. Yes, this is the way the world should be. We're teaching the world to live like we do. What you can do with that as well is that you can leave out the details of how you achieved that. So for any British person, of course, you believe the sun never set on this empire. We went to all these other countries, we civilized these people, and we're just like ever so sorry. We could, we just like to show you how we do things. So what what have actually taken place? People necessarily find out, and because of that, it means that, like you said, we live. You live in a place where the people that are weaned through their education system, through their news, through their through media, that they are at the height of civilization. And because of that, what that means is, like how it's said with Brexit, when these certain aspects of that civilization begin to decline, those same people that have told them, this is how it should be, they are no, not aware of an alternative. So even though you, you know, Nigeria is one of the most populous places in Africa, it's the emerging market, fourth largest oil reserve in the world, there's so much uh resource and there's enough of a workforce that's poised for mass opportunity. Not just that, obviously... Nigerians have now overtaken everybody as the uh, biggest part of the black diaspora in the UK for example yeah. so even having those links and you know in, we've also seen things like the uh, largest youngest people to ever be admitted to a uh, university for math mm. and Nigerian stuff as well so when you look at that kind of potential, it means that you know that could be poised to become you know a prolific uh, civilization but when you juxtapose that with people in the UK, as far as they're concerned, it doesn't get better than this. And what that means is when things start to change, whether it's sewage being in your water Mm. or your pound not stretching Mm. as far as it used to, Mm. or your shelves have been empty, you accept that because you can't conceptualise that there are anyone else living on different parts of the world that could be having a better lifestyle. Even though you look at the UK today, it's like we barely have a domestic automotive industry, Mm. no domestic manufacturing industry. We don't really export anything other than our financial competence that's what Mm. england's always known for like it's banking because even though we've been a part of the eu despite it was always part of the eu up until 2016 but we still had our own currency and our own language every other country in the eu had used the euro we still kept the pound and that for years was stronger than a euro anyway Mm. and somehow despite all of that that wasn't enough for people for them to be like we need to leave this country we need to leave this union." even though any english person could travel to anywhere whether it's continental europe the Balearics, the mediterranean and not only will you find that most people or let's i'd say one in four people speak your language fluently not only does your currency which really is what uh maintains ba- balances of power in the world not only is your currency going to be most powerful where you go but on top of all of that you can even walk into an irish pub and really <laughs> live in existence even if you live as far as dubai well, you don't even have to leave the same bubble we're talking about. Yeah. And maybe now what we're observing is that bubble is starting to become a little, starting to vibrate slightly. Or because it's a bubble, there's now a lot more transparency about the world at large. Well, the, the, the
0: phrase, you use that word civilization, you know, it's such an interesting word. Like, like what does it actually mean? Like, and, and like, you know, there is the word civil in there, to be civil and how those... British Anglo Saxon white people looked at the rest of the world and went, You aren't as civil as us, so we need to make you <laughs> more civil. And what a load of fucking bollocks that's based on. Like, you you know, my wife's been watching The Crown, uh, the, the you know, the Netflix series yeah. again. And I, I, what is That's what I can't remember. That's, that's what it's called. It is The Crown, anyway. Looking at it, and I'm, I kind of walk into the room at times and see, it and I'd be like, these people's lives look really fucking boring. Like this looks like a boring. This is the highest point of civilization to be in the British monarchy. Yeah, that's it. This is boring as fuck. People look people are worried about nothing in this. I don't I would not be aspiring to emulate these people and obviously you could never emulate them yeah you're not you no, it's not you possible you, you're not able to emulate yeah. the royal family because they are over there and you should just obey <laughs> this yeah. but that's the idea behind this all it's nonsense
1: that's, but that's the thing is <laughs> how that, that's an interesting point because talks to like these old imperial systems or systems of institutions of power where monarchy was one of the old ones in the mm. old world and then when we had the republic in terms of america that was kind of the new world in terms of how capitalism was allowed to create for this new social hierarchy yeah because you've been watching the crown I've started watching. We start recently started watching
2: Succession. Succession. Oh, I knew it. I'm, yeah. I, I'm all over and it. I've,
1: I've watched every episode. That's the that's the new royalty because yeah. historically, where you know, divine lineage and monarchism yeah, yeah. and all of the resources that gave you showed how power was separate was divided in the world. Mm. This new thing of owning resource companies or owning um, hospitality and leisure and most importantly the media mm. that's I... a whole new type of power because, as you said, if you dictate the reality or how people perceive Mm. the reality that gives you a lot of control in the world but as you've seen now because of the fact that as power has been able to cross borders and uh, labor has crossed Mm. borders now the fact that capital can cross borders means that there's so many new entrants into the market now that are now been able to vie for a stake of power, so but it in, means that there's definitely in a state of flux now in terms of who, where these centers of power kind of lie. Because you don't necessarily before to be a king of England, you had to live in England and yes. be in a palace, mm. or for you to be yeah, and be, the royal lineage. Yeah, have and the be part of the royal blood. lineage, yep. And for you, to, or, or for you to have power, even if you were like a industrialist then you need to have your office based in a certain space Mm. but the world we live in now you don't have to live in america or the uk a to have a certain opulent lifestyle Mm. and b to exert your influence
2: yeah
0: but i think for the average person and i can only speak you know as an average person but like how little i know about life and culture in africa yeah is kind of fucking crazy right And, and, and i'm reasonably you know, educated, intelligent human being. But yet the, what, what is communicated as no like you were talking about, you know, life in a, a big city in Nigeria. I mean, literally, I was trying to think of what I know about that. I know so little, so ignorant to it. It's because we, I, I think people just think that the way it is here, well, I don't need to be, you know, worry. Like, I think traffic... Isn't it like that one thing that you'd hear people talk about if they talk about life in Nigeria? Isn't it tra- like British people would go, there's
2: loads of traffic because <laughs> yeah, we don't like queues." So there's traffic. There's so much traffic in LA. There's so much there's traffic, traffic in here. London, Wait, it's 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 there's loads of traffic. London, traffic.
1: LA, LA traffic is, is crazy. crazy. Like, British, people, yeah. British <laughs> people
0: would be like, what's the traffic? Like, like yes. I'm not, ca- sorry, I can't no, no, come no, to sure. Nigeria because yeah, I've heard the traffic's really traffic bad. bad. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are we?
1: But that's But how these systems, I think, and that's the thing is that the The important thing about power is to remember that power only is effective in terms of who seeds it, mm. not just who exerts, like, exerts power. It's who seeds it. It's one thing people saying I'm in charge of you. It's whether or not you're prepared to stand under that power and believe in it. Yeah. Because the reason why I mean, Nigerian Africa is a great example. Because I remember being in school, and you know, people flipping flippantly be like living in mud huts. Mm. Why well, there's there's no development in Africa mm. and other stuff. The thing is, when you look at climate and climatological changes, living is. Nowadays, everyone's trying to find the sustainable and eco-friendly way and people that come yeah. from the West are now creating their own versions of mud huts and all this nuanced and more avant-garde architecture where it's more in connection with nature. The same thing that they used to lament about mm. the continent is what people are trying to Mate, chase now, which is they, interesting.
0: I mean, I'm... <laughs> oh, what a weird thing so Like, I, was, I ended up bringing up Zamunda yeah. uh, the other day mm. <laughs> to, to someone. And and then we I just ended up in this little conversation about, if you think about, Zamunda and Wakanda, right? Mm. The fact that two of the most like clear representations in Hollywood of African life are these extreme, ridiculous, ridiculous. Don't, ridiculous, don't even <laughs> don't even exist yes. like well,
2: fantasy worlds well, yeah, yeah. and, and like and, the dream, like a, it, the perfect like, society. It doesn't even yeah. make sense, and yeah. and it's even a mixture of all different types of. African cultures yeah. and which will never ever be together like that yeah. anyway. Yeah. It's like and putting you know, where, Russians. Where, where, where would they get that from? Where
1: they? Well, every single uh, <laughs> financial metropolis in the West. That's what gives us this power. It lends from different parts and different planets and uh, different countries. And all of those countries and all of their workforces and their influences all mm. come together to enrich Maybe the well. whole. Yeah. So it stands to reason. That's why obviously when a European ponders the idea of a perfectly functional, successful city on the continent, it's the same thing. Its power comes from taken from all these different cultures at the mm. same thing and they all contribute towards the whole. And yeah, I can't say how it works because as you said, to try and ponder how successful um you can't even ponder the idea of a successful city alone within the continent, because you're dealing with so many different countries with so many different influences. Some countries are landlocked. Some countries have borders. Some countries Mm. have, you know, maritime borders. Some countries have, will have their money based on certain resources. Some, some of their wealth is based on their vegetation and agriculture, everything. everything. And again, it's like perfect example being when we saw in the eighties, the proliferation of like global capitalism and encouraging green and people to be in, like service industry or to work yeah. in offices, being a farmer or something to ridicule. Whereas having access to, to land, land now and farming <laughs> is, is gold.
2: It's gold. That's it's gold. the gold. It's going back to basics.
1: It's going back to basics. And yeah. this is this the funny At the same time that technology continues to innovate and advance, yep. our requirements as human beings become more and more I mean, basic. basic. Like with yep. social media, you have the power of a deity. You can be everywhere and see everything and know everything at once. Mm. And yet, all health officials say the most healthy thing to be is unplugged. Which is, that's the irony of it. So that's what I saying about the whole mud hut thing is that we, especially here, it's hard to even conceptualise the way the world's changing because we are a landfill society. And by that I mean in places like the UK, we have no better sanitation than the same places that used to be ridiculed when they spoke about the African continent. It's just that your stuff gets taken away and put in a big hole that you don't see. Mm. And I think socially we're getting to the point now where these holes are starting to get kind of full. And we're running out of places to put this rubbish. Mm. And that is causing a lot of conversations to come back to the fore where yeah. people are kind of like worried about what's ours and stuff like that. So for example, I think austerity has definitely changed the whole conversation. Mm. That's why British people, you know, we need to keep our country to ourselves and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but you're not really looking at how you're being treated within your own country. Mm. I And I try to pose this question to people philosophically all the time. And, you know, 2020 when it was, oh, well, with black lives, like, all lives matter and all this defensive. I'm like, let's take that narrative and you wholeheartedly believe that white life should matter, even within your own country, where which your own family are indigenous. How come you're paying for healthcare if to your government who supports you, your life matters? How come mm. in America, even if you are a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, if you get a tumour, got to remortgage your house? Yeah. That do not sound like a government that really cares about white people the way you say it. They, they say like, if, you've, if your grandparents fought in the war, they may not have the NHS to take care of them in the next 10 to 15 years. Mm. They may not have access to it. That don't suggest that people care, but it's it's interesting how we are speaking about like the way the world is now, where it's almost s- smaller than it has ever been. And through that, people are observing more individualism than they ever have. And I always feel like, we always say, where's the world going? But we never talk about where the planet's going. Yeah, Because those are two separate things, I feel. It's like people say money makes the world go round. Gravity from the sun makes the world go (laughs) round. Because don't matter how much money you have, like there was a very long time where natural disasters weren't even a discussion in Europe. Mm -hmm. Like flooding and like, you know, freak weather. We never even thought about it. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush
0: Care.
1: We were, we were just like our oh, monsoons only happened in India Yeah, they had a flood in Germany last year mm. madness all we've had this, we've this a flood this, in here
0: as well all of this stuff to me it kind of creates this thing in a lot of people's brains when you say the, the question you know what, what, what states the world in I think it, it, all of this stuff we've discussed leads a lot of people to just go well I can't do anything about that like, I can't do anything so people become very insular yep. about their own lives particularly as you get older you know I've got kids uh i live in a house with yeah them, with them uh, the, the, uh i was like the last night there was the, someone came and did something to our house and like changed the plumbing a bit and they fucked it up i want they, they, they'll never, they'll never <laughs> listen to this podcast but I want, I want the world to know they fucked it up so that I have to listen to the fucking plumbing every night now, right? It's not good.
2: Like, if the kids... it's like we're living in a parallel universe. <laughs> I got back. I got back from Nigeria, and I got. I just done my two bathrooms, right? And right. literally, I got in, and the taps broken already, right, right? And one of the screws was off, so I was on the phone to the to the plumber to the Let's builder. Check the and guys' I numbers afterwards. They might bro, be the same guy. I was literally like effing <laughs> and blinding. Oh, yeah. and then he made me feel really bad, and I was like. But this is just not good enough. Yeah. That's another question.
0: Why? <laughs> why are these guys fucking why, up our yeah, pubs? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. why, yeah. yeah.
2: why have all yeah. builders so bad? But the, 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 the <laughs> thing that I was going to well, get...
1: Well, for a started, because they got rid of their competition, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, In 2016. Yeah, yeah, exactly. See, it's
2: all coming back to what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Brexit, here we go. <laughs> fucking Brexit. No, where are we? Where are we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the thing that I was thinking question.
0: about with this 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 situation is like the kind of... like fury like when i you know because i got home after being at the office yesterday and you know
2: Tyson dealt, fury, dealt with the
0: kids, <laughs> <laughs> with the kids yeah. right and then i made dinner and i sat down to watch succession and i went it's a bit cold in here tara and she was like yeah i was like hang on a sec and i <laughs> put my hand on the radio i was like the heat is not working. what do you mean the fuck i went up to check the boiler i have to sneak in because it's in where the kid is thinking, fucking boiler's not fucking like, apps. like you couldn't get me yes. more passionate. Come on! You couldn't get me more. passionate You just want heat. I just want heat. You can get more <laughs> passionate. Yeah. And, and honestly, I realised afterwards: like if only I cared about the rest of the problems in the world as much as I no, cared but, no, but at basically. that moment. But no, heat.
1: but they're all linked. They're, it all, they're all linked because, it, like, look at this way: it's like you could I look at it this way it's like there was a time where as a tradesman yep. your work was yep. representative of you Yeah, mm. like you and because you knew at the time hey they made through, your surname through, that, Yeah, your there surname. You go. And, and not only that it would be like and son that's yes. how much your trade was linked to your in fact people forget that like human like western civilization mm. used to have something called nominative determinism your name was based on what you did that's why people have names like Baker and Butcher yeah. and Smith yeah, 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 that's what it was based on yeah, yeah. whereas there's obviously come a time where you know it's more about so much goes into just the I I suppose the idea of posing with money Mm. or really more about how much you can get with how little effort you have to put in Mm. and that's become a large part of the idea with capitalism it's minimum in uh, investment for maximum capital Mm. and that's probably spread to most people where most people are only prepared to do the bare minimum in order to get what they can get out of it Mm. and I understand that to some extent because nowadays it's like before like if you look at even like all the strike action that's taking place with unions now like people are like oh why don't these teachers just go to work and people still expect teachers to to teach children and be, import- and be a part of one of the most important parts of human life education and do it for the love but you don't want to pay them what they deserve mm. in the same way that people are like we don't want to invest in things like our infrastructure and law enforcement and then we're surprised that the bottom of the barrel and the scum of the earth are the people that are doing these jobs Mm. but
2: this is where this is it this is why i wouldn't i want you guys to really answer this question because the uk is in a very strange place right Mm. because america is built on capitalism it's Mm, a capitalist society so to be quite honest with you teachers will probably be paid better than teachers over here Mm -hmm. health workers are better paid better over here so yes they're all about their money, mm-hmm. but they get paid well yeah. and they provide better service. Yeah, cause, because cause they know
1: p- that it's the link to the money and they know if we don't do it, you can go somewhere else and get it done. Exactly. Yeah.
2: But England now, we're in a middle ground mm, yeah. where we've turned into a society where we're conservative, but we turn into a society where it is capitalist driven and we want to make the money, but then everyone still believes that they've got everyone has like rights. Even the person yeah. that provides a service has a right. Mm. Yeah. And then you that's buying the service, you don't actually quite have a right because we're too conservative to say to somebody, I'm paying you this and I need a better service. Mm-hmm. So we're, it's, it's, it's yeah, an exploitive... Well, I'm going to speak to my Yeah, to you know, know what, what I mean? Me like yeah. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. an exploitive like, space you're in. So you never get a, enough for your money or mm. value for your money. People don't want to give you the right level of service, especially to be honest with you, British people yeah. don't want to give there's, you there's, there's the a subs, of you know? things. I, I need you guys to just get in a bit more detail on that because I don't know but lots of my thoughts today, Ooh. I need answers I <laughs> because I'm actually thinking about these things. It's why, like, I, I'm going to say We're like this. Why, I, I'm going to say yeah. two
0: things. All right. One is, Dane knows this, listeners know this, I say yeah. it a lot. Happiness is, and this is the, my equation for reality Minus expectation when you go into any situation of what the reality is, if you have expectations on it, it changes how you how happy you are with your reality. Yes, you know, you might have come into this podcast, your expectations, mm, I'm not sure. you know, we've exceeded your expectations. Yes. I'm, I'm so happy, happy, yeah, happy place, right? It's <laughs> an easy thing, but like the, the scenario you're talking about, the most clear version of it is at restaurants, yes. Right, because we we feel people are giving me food, but I'm paying for the food, and therefore, you know, I'm pretty good at cooking. My mum's pretty good at my wife's pretty like you better be fucking cooking. Like it's a very easy place to not be happy with what they're giving you. Yeah, but British people generally are fucking most of the time anyway i think are fucking awful at complaining yes like we go from like either nothing as in like i don't really want to say anything yeah i can see how busy (laughs) they are you know to like a hundred where they're like this is you know i've seen like people like properly lose their shit like james corden had a fucking bad fucked up right but i think that's a class situation like if, when you see people of a certain, like you know, white, ultimately white people no. of a certain class, they just don't know how to deal with that. Yes,
1: you know, I know, like, but there's a reason. But there's, a I think, there's a very clear reason for that. That's that's the historic social fabric of the UK. You yeah, gotta but remember it's the monarchy, right? Precisely. Hmm. In the UK, the chain of escalation has always reached a certain point. Hmm. We live in a country where, whether it's uh, church uh, or monarchy, or but basically. In a Republic, Americans are weaned with the idea that anybody can be president. And yes. because of the capitalist society they're built up and the customer's always right. Because they are brought up with these kind of things and they internalise it, it means that they are, will always vocalise when they don't believe with dissent. Even the same way that you could almost argue to the point, that's why a lot of the more modern displays of like civil rights activism and stuff all take from the American model. Yeah, mm. But I think in the UK, it's one of two things. They've been able to profit from the empire without having to find out too much about it so it's like as i said we can say curry is our national dish here and no one can really ask why is that and mm. we can say that you know even though we don't have any domestic exports we still had one of the most powerful currencies in the world and no one really asked how is it we don't make anything our money stretches more than anybody else's hmm. and no one really bothered to ask because everybody was living a good life in the same way that like no one cared about polish builders because everyone could afford to employ them as we've reached a point of how far our economics can go and it's beginning to contract with austerity. Now, people are seeing their life, their standard of living start to change. And because they never really questioned why they had that standard of living in the first place, they don't really know how to address it, I think. Mm. The food one is... I think the restaurant one is a perfect example because I think the problem is that we compartmentalise too much. A lot of that comes from 50 years ago or from, like, Thatcherite ideology, where it's like, if you can afford to eat in a nice restaurant you're doing well but no one thinks about the fact that you know the state of the climate will affect the uh, great the yield of the grapes which will affect the champagne that you drink mm. we don't think like you know the state of the salinity of the soil will affect how cattle graze on it and that was going to affect how your steak tastes and the state of your education will dictate uh if someone is going to uh work in an a restaurant in order to pay for their uni fees mm. and these fees become more and more unaffordable this person has to do more overtime so then their uh, productivity is affected to that large scale because if you've got to do loads of hours all the godsend hours just to pay for your rent and your accommodation and your tuition fees mm. your output in that restaurant as a waiting staff is going to be affected by that we saw it for example with the pandemic what happened was loads of people that worked in um, hospitality and in restaurants they went home because they couldn't work in a restaurant found a new job and was like, well, why am I going to mm. go and get someone cuss me in the face when I can stay at home mm. and work from home? So it's because I think it's this lack of awareness of our interdependence and this way we try to compartmentalise so many aspects of our life, whether it's our uh, occupations and the and those economies within our occupations, whether it's our knowledge and stuff. All these ways we try and separate ourselves, I think it's causing a problem because I look at it like this. they said, where, where we're going, wherever we're going, we're all going together. And I think that the problem is that we and people in different socio-economic groups in society are convincing ourselves that what affects them is not going to affect me. But the way I see it is, and I don't you know, describe it as like socialist or communist, but as far as I see it is for every child, that if I turn a blind eye to children that are deprived of their education, then years later, when that kid is pulling out a knife to take somebody's watch,
2: it's percent
1: is the same thing. For every, for every young woman who don't get access to feminine hygiene products, then I can't look at my paper and be like, what's happening when a young woman, something happens to her on the street because she has to um, do sex work in order to afford basic amenities for her mm. and her family. Mm. All these things have a link yes, in the yes, same way that like for so many years, we've all like been drinking, you know, bottles of mineral water and been like, well, the mineral water's here and it's all good and no one's thought to themselves but they're they're putting sewage. I right, perfect example being when we talk about like meat production mm. 50 years ago a very select few people could eat fish every week for example or seafood now that's available for everybody mm. because of technology and like more intensive farming methods or even like far- farming methods but we never really ask, what are you guys doing exactly to that food mm. what hormones are you putting in what chemicals are you putting mm. in it? now today people are like why is gender and sexuality fluid We've been introducing hormones from other animals into our bloodstreams for so many years. You've had women taking estrogen and progesterone-based birth control for years without men even asking about the side effects of what it's like to take a progesterone Mm. pill for like five or ten years or an estrogen-based pill and what the possible side effects can be. And then we're surprised that today you have a new generation of people who don't adhere to binary ideas of gender. Mm. And that's what I think it is, is that like you could argue that we've been... Dining very nicely for many years in this part of the world. Now the bills come, and what people are doing is like I only had, I only had coke, I only only had starters. Why am I? Instead of us all being like, we all need to pay this bill, in it because everybody ate and everybody drank, and even if you had some snacks, we all came to the same (laughs) restaurant. But what we're doing instead is being like, well, I didn't like the way, the, the yeah,
2: yeah, way yeah. it talks to me. That's or leave I it. Yeah. I'll yeah. leave it before. I'm going to the toilet.
1: Yeah, yeah. Some people, and that's what some people are doing. That's Tony Blair when, when he became a Catholic after the, the war. Remember, he started that war, you know. Yeah. We didn't win yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> people, Nobody won. Perfect example. The war in Afghanistan did not end with no. a decisive victory exactly. for us. No. Mm. No one is talking about this. Yeah, remember as I remember we went to get rid of the Taliban yeah, the last time I checked Taliban they are in power yeah. <laughs> they're still there 2.0 yeah, 2.0 no no 3.0 it is yeah, 3.0 they're back yeah, in yeah. full effect yeah, yeah. no one is having this conversation of what the implications are for us and by the same token the same people who are more than happy to engage in Operation Freedom are now the ones complaining why are these people showing up on our shores looking for asylum Yeah. the same, the same way the proxy war in Syria was going on for how long we barely even mm. talk about it now, and yet, and yet, and yet now, Syrian refugees are showing up. Mm. And I use Syria as an example because I hear people say stuff like, "Yeah, but these Syrians—they got like smartphones and so, and they got nice clothes. Or why, why do they need to look for asylum?" Well, the answer is because twenty years ago, they were living like we were. Mm. They had decent lives where they were, you Not know, silly. arguably upper working or lower middle or just aspirational class, mm. and the, fought, the fight was brought to them without their say so. Yeah. and so people had to run for their lives and it should teach people that your circumstances in a world that's currently in such a large state of flux can change tomorrow yeah. like remember it's like if, for example people talk about like the worry about like China for example when I was growing up everything you picked up was made in China mm. and if it wasn't made in China it was made in Taiwan and if it wasn't made in Philippines. Taiwan Philippines mm. and yet now people are like we need to worry about the Chinese listen you handed over your manufacturing industry <laughs> to these people years ago. Yep. Of course they are in the position they are in now. And why wouldn't they be? You know it, it's, 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 this nat- it's natural that they'd be in that position now. Why would we why why are we even surprised that we are where we are? Like we gave over like this Indian subcontinent has been leading the charge for like software and for software experts for years. Even mm. all of the capital asset pricing models that we use for our banking systems up until the point of the subcontinent prime mortgage crisis all come from that part of the world and we're surprised that they are now poised to be basically meeting us on an equal platform so i guess for me what's happening in the world now is that what's always happened empires rise empires fall spheres of power of influence increase they decrease it's just that everyone that lives in this part have never been about to see the uh the change because normally as we all know History is written by the victors. As history is beginning to unfold now, it don't look like we're gonna be where we were last time they went to the books. And I think <laughs> last time they looked over the books, things were very different. Yep, yep. And I think now things are changing again, where you know we're not in a position that we always were now. There, there was probably a time, like for example, there was probably a time where if you wanted to live an opulent lifestyle or you know, live with the fruits of your success, it was almost seen as a given. You may live in London, Paris, New York, New York, Singapore, Shanghai, LA. LA. Very true. Not the same anymore.
2: That's it. That's
1: That's, that's, the, that's the difference.
2: So the though. next question is, <laughs> where next?
1: You know what, man? I was uh, I was
0: watching some news. I was on the, just watching news on YouTube, and I um, which um, is which
1: is interesting as well because yeah. now we use, <laughs> exactly. newspapers are obsolete. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how I used to find. Hey, it do you want to read words. about
0: uh, what happened yesterday? Pick up a newspaper. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. No, but I was just looking at this, you know, it's miserable, looking at this news, and I thought, I'll cheer myself up, so I started to watch the, uh, the film Children of Men. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> cheer yourself <laughs> up! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, and, and I watched that, have you ever seen this film? No. All right, well, listen, you can find me after you've watched the film, and you watch that film. It's a good film. It's an f- absolutely amazing film, based on a book, right? mm-hmm. and uh, it paints an idea of uh, the future, where we been unable to make children anymore everyone's sterile no one can make kids and it's kind of towards the end of this period where you know it, it's, it's a fascinating film it's a fast faci- it, it i would honestly say to l- <laughs> listeners go and watch that film and draw the parallels with where we are now mm-hmm. because like if you were trying to think it over
2: and not take the film literally i think i have watched this it's yeah. a great film mate. Yeah, definitely yeah.
0: worth checking it out um, but
2: tumultuous in this is tumultuous yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. i this yeah
0: and you know if you were uh trying to not take the film literally uh, uh, and trying to draw metaphors or themes from it, it the, the idea that we are infertile and you know sterile <laughs> as a civilization and not just biologically is um yeah that's where we might end up you know, that's where we were. Because you look at the way they treat immigrants. It's a massive element yeah. of it about... Um, uh, they call them Fuji's. Uh-huh. right? They, you know, the refugees are called Fugees, and the way that they're treated and how, it, how it's all playing out. And, you know, that film was made 20 years ago now, I think. So it, it, you look at where we're going. Go and watch Children of Men again. <laughs> you're seeing it. You're seeing that we've not... You know, you would have watched that film 20 years ago and gone, nah, it's such a far-fetched version of, like, yeah. where... Nope, like and don't that, look
1: that crazy now. But only because that's what, where we lived, it looked crazy to us. But you know, twenty years ago, if you were somebody managing your own business and you lived in Fallujah, mm. you'd have been like, "I didn't ask for no war." Yeah. Next thing you know, that the bombs begin to drop, and that's,
0: that's why our art and our fiction and the power of our art will always remain because it can portray. You know, you talked about success; it can portray a version of our of our future and our our world that you know resonates it always it will always resonate
1: yeah and the thing is you could probably argue one of the reasons why the art is so effective in terms of how it imitates life is because it's had life as its influence because mm. so many things repeat themselves in human history yeah it's easy to be able to gain influences and represent them again to people who have maybe uneducated eyes about stuff yeah but it's interesting like do me where you ask about where to next because um I think the fact that people can no longer run from this is one of the most important parts. I think that uh, people we should use as a point to discuss where we're going as a civilization as a whole, because, you know, I think a lot of people have been able to enjoy the privilege of oblivion because they've not had to confront things directly to their face. They've never had to worry. So for example, we've obviously been very happy for, for proxy wars to take place um outside of our field of vision. So we've known there's been conflicts happening in mm. Syria for ages. We do know there's conflict that's been happening in Sudan for ages. There's been conflict that's happening in Somalia, like Iran, like tensions in Iran, uh Iraq and Afghanistan. This was all happening for a generation. And I mean people demonstrated against it, but not to say like we are going to boycott, you know paying into or supporting this country and its military forces mm. or its government until the conflict stops in it we've been fine with this uh process of like a conflict for resource acquisition or for influence in politics in other places but now we're seeing the fallout of that because people are running away from this yes and really and truly like when you discuss the semantics of being an asylum seeker to be quite honest as far as i'm concerned if your house is destroyed i must a regular guy i go to work i go home i take care of my kids i might go see my friends on the weekend and I come home and my road is a smouldering crater where my neighbourhood used to be. You think somebody in another country, who especially if the country is responsible for selling the weapons that has caused this devastation, even they can tell me not to run and bring my family wherever I can.
0: Yeah,
1: Survival instinct is survival instinct. And to suggest that people should stay and fight or keep a stiff upper lip in the face of this desperation because you think it's not fair, is insane Mm. and that is the problem is that like is again this compartmentalization to think well because i live here in england i've i've worked something out or i've i've because of my own work i've been able to profit from the lottery of the literal nationality of living in a country that's not engaged in massive conflicts but it shows you how short people's memories are because i don't think people maybe some of these people now who are like oh we don't want these people here you don't forget why there ain't no bins in like Paddington Station, and they forget why there's no bins in Liverpool yeah. Street Station. That conflict is not something that is new in this part of the world. Definitely bombs was going off in um, Spain not too long ago. They had that sarin attack in um, mm. Japan. Remember, yeah. Like this part of the world, we like to behave like even when Prince William was being like, well, you know, it's it's bad, you know, because we when the R- Russia and Ukraine kicked off, and Prince William was saying it's bad because in Europe we're not really like war like that. I'm like. We went to war for your family, blood. What are you talking about, blood? I swear it was that like your great-great-uncle on your dad's side or your mum's side yeah. is the reason why the First World War started. And maybe he's forgotten, your surname used to be Saxa Gothberg until World War Two, And anyone who wants to look into that, you can watch The Crown as well. Yeah. So this whole... Show was sponsored by the Crown, just to let everyone know. Uh, <laughs> just, uh,
2: no. Oh maybe we all we we'll all jump on the same plane that suela's is trying to send people on. We'll all jump <laughs> yeah. on the Rwanda Airways. Yeah, so like, we'll yeah, maybe maybe we should all it. go then, to Rwanda. Then, is it
1: the Rwanda, the Rwanda one's an interesting one as well because I don't think it's a coincidence that Britain is doing this when Rwanda is so close to somewhere like the Congo which is so massively resource rich not just for cobalt not just for diamonds but also the literal vegetation the yep. land
2: yep, it's rich. is rich
1: there i don't think i don't think it's a coincidence there as well
0: well it's happened again Dane. we didn't get past the first question from our guest which is
1: you know credit to the question mate um well absolutely dummy good to see you sir and
2: uh, thank you, you for trying to answer my question no we but... got yeah, pretty far yeah, think... right, so no but to be quite far. honest with you you guys done an amazing job i just think um, just in general I just think we should all just sometimes tap out of our bubbles Absolutely. and look at the world that we're in and and answer, just ask ourselves some questions because the world's a very big place and we don't always have to just be in one place yeah. and the first question that the um, your you the um, you know someone from outside one of the your listeners answered like what's going on was it Jupiter? Yeah. yeah. And so that's just somebody questioning yeah, yeah. what's happening and w- w- is there another way is there another mm. place you know what I mean and I think that's a healthy way to think it's yeah. because
1: it's, 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 you know what to be honest whether intentionally or not you've stumbled on the whole ethos of this podcast because we always feel like by questioning your reality that's the very first step to beginning to change it Yeah, particularly positively and yeah it's a good point to bring it all the way around because Jupiter's the largest planet in our solar system and you know I think it's important for us to discuss where we are and how we navigate where we are before we travel elsewhere. So you've done it again man. Disturb the podcast. The <laughs> <way>. <laughs> no, no. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for coming Thank on. you guys. <laughs> um to me, man, um obviously it's good to see you bro. Um what are you up to at the moment that people can look out for or any artists and people you're working with in yeah. collaborations continuing to disturb the industry and disturb um conformity and the status quo. Where can people find out more about what you're doing? Well,
2: you can follow me on the Instagram. My Instagram is this dummy at dummyoburota, D U M I O B U R O T A. That's my Instagram. Um, I'm actually starting a wine company, a sparkling wine company mm, nice. called Severin. And you guys just keep your eye out on that because that's actually really exciting. And yeah, that's all. A British sparkling wine company
1: there you go which is very very pragmatic given that Britain has to rely on a lot more of its domestic produce it's cool um, I've always said to me that you know there's a difference between like the uh, success the, well wealth and rich like rich people can buy champagne and uh, wealthy people invest in vineyards and uh, it's no surprise that that is might be the next venture moving into um, thank you for an hour to tap your brain thank always you, good bro. to see you always good and uh, yeah let's link up soon
2: thank you thank you Howard thank you Dane
0: You've been listening to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, hosted by Dane Baptiste and myself, Howard Cohen. For more from Dane and myself, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Snapteast and at the Howard Cohen. You can now support us on Patreon. Just search DBQE Podcast and unlock ad-free content and you can watch the full-length video of the podcast. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a question for Dane, make sure you send us a DM on Instagram. At DBQE Podcast, and we could feature you in our next episode. Thanks for listening, guys, and remember, question everything.